0: reality radio for a really great future we're talking real money
1: oh my gosh oh my gosh what are people thinking tom tom i'm looking i'm looking at a chart of the 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 stock market the s&p 500 oh my gosh recently did you know that and the dow have have been at all time highs recently oh my gosh i don't think i can invest when stocks are at all
2: time highs the market's up I i should wait for it to go down shouldn't i absolutely right don thank you thank for you. bringing that up because oh, market better. timing is the key to a successful uh, retirement portfolio anybody knows that it's easy to see the top right here you're going to sell if you're in you're going to wait to get in if you're if you're on the sideline that's a no-brainer thank all you right for thank you that. all right good i man do you see how
1: much better i feel just from that now oh wait Tom, the Tom, here's the other part out of your face. here's the other part though um when do, when do i get back in
2: Ah, well, they don't ring a bell and no one calls you, and I'm pretty sure there's no delivery from Amazon that, that alerts you to the fact that you need to get back in the market. Yeah, we were having a little fun there uh, because this is a question that comes up regularly, at the, 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 guess, Yeah. especially when markets are high. Yeah. <laughs> People call and say, well, I wouldn't invest now because market's way up there. I'm going to wait till it goes down, Tom. Anybody knows that because the suckers come in at the end. Well, here's the thing, okay? Um, let's just give you a couple of numbers to cogitate about. This is data compiled by dimensional funds organization that we trust from 1926 through 2019, the average annualized compound returns for one, three and five year periods after one, three and five year periods after new record highs. You ready? Yeah. Please give me numbers. The one 13.9, the three 10.5 and the five, Nine point nine isn't nine point nine about what the market returns over the long. haul <laughs> It's almost darkened.
1: exactly what it returns over the long haul.
2: Yeah, so I mean, this people get caught up in this again. I think, in my heart of hearts, because it's way overreported. Because stock prices are everywhere; they're on your phone, they're on your radio, they're on your. T- they're everywhere. You can't avoid them, and we have a tendency to believe that th- there's a trend here. The market's gone up; it's got to go down. That's the one I get from people a lot, Don. Well, you wouldn't want to get in now because it's gone straight up. It has to turn and go back down. And you already know this. We try to tell people that your stock to bond ratio should be about you, not about the markets.
1: Oh, I thought it's he was going to give much? a number for the first time. No, ah, it's exactly. about
2: you. I know. It's how much you're trying to make, how much volatility you're willing to accept, and how soon until you need the money. If you need the money inside five years, I'm not sure you should be running out and buying stocks per at all. Nothing. But you got to know that. You got to know your risk tolerance, right? That's why we give you the risk quiz absolutely free. Um, and then how long until you need that money. And then after you know all those things, here's the good news. You can listen to the podcast. It's fun. You can tune into a radio show. It could be hilarious. But you're not reliant day to day on what the market prices are to determine what you're going to do. You're going to tune out all that financial noise that is out there 24 seven today so no i'm not concerned with the market at record highs by the way i'm not planning on touching my money for another seven or eight years if the money you need to touch then you have money in bonds if you're already living off it that could supply that should the market head the other direction
1: and i have sitting in front of me a chart of what we refer to as the market but it really isn't the standard and poor's 500 going back to the 70s and i'm looking at this chart and i see little bumps where it's high and it goes down a little but the funny thing is is that the they're little bumps and if you were to just stretch all the little bumps out of this line it would point pretty much right straight up because that's what the market's done i mean i see it went down in 2000 but then i see it came back up in a few years later and, and beat those highs. Then I see it went down in 2008 and then I see it came right back up and beat those previous highs. And then I see it went down a little. And do you remember it going down a little in 2015? Not much. It did. It went down <laughs> a little in 2015. I remember 2018. And then 2018, it went way back up and then wait, 2018 well, went down a little I, and it went yep. way back up then. Oh, wait, 2020. Went down a bunch. It did. Came yes, right last back spring, on.
2: a year ago. Mm-hmm. So
1: let's say you said, Oh man, this market's at all time highs on February first, two thousand twenty. You went, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm getting out of this market, and you did. You would have felt pretty good getting out at thirty two hundred on the S P five hundred when it declined to twenty eight hundred. You would have felt really good for about a month, maybe two. Then and what by do we know, summer, what are
2: we, yeah, go ahead. Mm, by by summer, summer, yes, it's back yep. in
1: over three thousand again. Remember, is it was at thirty-two, like thirty-three hundred when you sold, and now, now it's at thirty-nine hundred. Whoa!
2: Did somebody ring? Yeah, do you wh- remember a bell in April to get back in? I never heard it. I heard the air raid siren, but never the bell. I and mean, here's what and what two things we know about market timing. All the market timers, you have ended up with less money and here's the one we learned this year from the new study you've actually increased the volatility in your portfolio so you what do you accomplish was the exact thing you <laughs> less money more risk yeah you <laughs> didn't want, i don't want to i feel less all you've done is is do yourself in so you should know what you're trying to achieve and you should know how much volatility you're willing to accept after that you're invested good markets bad markets. The only time that would all change would be a life change, something in your life that changes that requires you to reduce maybe the stocks or add, bon- whatever it is. But the rest of it, as I said, is purely noise with a capital N. Call us
1: with your questions if you have them. I'm sure you have some. eight five five nine three five talk 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just leave them on the electronic system and we will answer those on a future podcast there's another way to do it too though you can type them in uh going to talkingrealmoney.com hitting the contact form or you can actually hit the mic button use your computer mic this is new technology pretty fancy you could even use it on your phone you could do it on your phone just with your mic you don't even have to call and you could do just like this
3: hi guys my name is ben my wife and i are both about 40 years old I have a 401k that I contribute to the max to. My wife has a 403b, but we don't contribute at all to that because it has terrible options, no matching. Um, They have annuities and things like that, and so we don't contribute anything to that. We both max out our Roth IRAs. And my question is, in the next couple years, we might be making more collectively that we won't be able to contribute to Roth IRAs anymore. Is there another option or is taxable um, savings kind of the next best option? Second question is, I've heard a little bit about a backdoor Roth. Just wondering how that works once we get to that point, if that's an option for us or not. We both have a couple past 401ks from other employers that we've converted to individual retirement accounts, traditional ones. So I'm not sure how that affects the overall plan. Thanks.
1: Well. Wow. Let me just say something before Tom gets to answering the questions. Again, yours is a perfect example. I'm guessing I'm going to guess your wife is probably a teacher, she may be in the healthcare industry. That's where you get 403Bs. But the the education industry is notorious for being under the influence of uh, insurance companies and allowing their employees to literally be financially shafted by a bunch of robber barons at big insurance companies and uh, in many cases the union the unions are lining their pockets from these insurance companies the the administrators are it is a corrupt organization in my opinion that only offers their employees annuities in a retirement plan i really do mean the, the word corrupt maybe incompetent but probably not because they're supposed to be smart people there
2: and it's about to get worse as you know because annuities are going to become more prevalent in retirement plans make it easier for the people that run them to put them in there that's a separate show another issue et cetera. Et just et cetera. makes but me mad to Ben for a moment. The backdoor Roth is probably not an option here because if you have other IRAs and you, were, and you tried to set up a new IRA to move the money backdoor, you're going to have to move an apportionate uh, a, a, an amount of those other IRAs too and pay the tax on it. So unless you have money sitting around to pay the tax, that probably doesn't make sense, but a good advisor could certainly help you on that. Number two, there's nothing wrong with having money in the pre-tax, uh, your retirement account, and then having a regular taxable account. In fact, there's a lot of good about that. You can you could invest it, uh, it to offset the asset classes you hold in your 401k and for your wife since she has a crummy plan, you could just build a portfolio there that has all that in mind so it all fits together. I, there's all kinds of great options out there whether it's exchange traded funds or mutual funds. We give you portfolios on our website, a lot of other people like Paul Merriman that we trust. So there's there's great guidance to put together the what I would call taxable or sort of post-tax portfolio, but it appears that's the likely situation you find yourself in. And there are, and
1: this is something a lot of people aren't aware of, there are tax-managed mutual funds where the mutual fund company, and Vanguard has them, many, many others, where they actively avoid taxable situations or they actively avoid offset gains with losses so that you don't get realized capital gains or high dividends they avoid high dividends things like that they they go out of their way to try to reduce the taxable events that occur in essence giving you a form of tax deferral in that your only event in fact in many cases it may be better than tax deferral because your taxable event when you sell a growth-oriented vehicle, one that has appreciated in value and not distributed income, is at a capital gains rate, which today is lower than the income rate.
2: And by the way, exchange-traded funds are also very tax-efficient due to the manner they're built. You have very little sort of capital gains from those as well. There are several families we like among them. Avantis, you could go use theirs. You could go use Vanguard's. That would give you some tax efficiency as well. But I think that's probably the next step for you, Ben. Sounds like you're a great saver. You're paying attention to all this. Kudos for uh, uh, not taking your wife's money and putting into expensive and lousy products, uh, which is, as Don said, it's truly A continued outrage in our industry.
1: It definitely is. And
2: by the way, I just, this is
1: from many, many years ago. I I had a listener in Albuquerque, New Mexico, who believed at the time and was told at the time that the only options in the Albuquerque school district were annuities. He got together with a group of teachers, they created a petition and petitioned to get an advisor in there who could offer them vanguard funds at the time and they successfully lobbied the school board and the trustees of the of the uh 403b to bring in vanguard which they started using and have used for years
2: that's a great story by the way here's another great story about albuquerque did you know that the confederate flag once flew over albuquerque new mexico
1: i did there was a battle there yeah oh yeah
2: yeah, okay. You did know. See, I, I did I, know. I, I didn't know. I'm just reading the I, book right now. I'm like, a, wow, I didn't know that. I'm, were a, there. I'm a
1: Western. I'm a Colorado boy. We we, That's we didn't true. have we didn't and have both, a lot of Civil was, War battles in that area. You know, so
2: the the Coloradans came down and then helped the Union throw the uh, Confederacy yeah, the, the out of. Yeah, the Battle New Mexico. of I want to start with a V. I want to say something but anyway. Pass. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I can't remember the so name. I, I didn't know that about Albuquerque until very recently. So yeah, for sure. Interesting history. That's Did a you- great story. And by the way, that's another thing that people should always do in their plan is if it's crummy, you got to complain to the plan sponsor. People are more sensitive about all this today than they ever have been because there's a lot more lawsuits in 401k plans. So they're likely to say... Okay, we'll do this. We'll give you some options that are decent. I think it's a great idea, and I think people should stand up for themselves in retirement plans, definitely.
1: Oh, and I have another civil war story for you. Ready, real quick? Oh, okay, please. All right. 1860. Did you know that in eighteen sixty Congress created a began to create and then it was voted down, and some map makers actually made maps with this, a different structure for New Mexico, the New Mexico Territory and the Arizona Territory.
2: I think that's in the book I'm reading right now. That That has a weird shape to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that Arizona was kind of a Western.
2: Yeah, one one uh, was up
1: at the top and it went between mm -hmm. Texas and California and the other, they were both horizontal so that one would be slave and one would be free exactly
2: well you'd know that as the map guy we i had a map from you and yeah. nothing less yeah. all right
1: hey all thanks for being a part of this remember you can call us at 855-935-TALK or send your questions in type them in or speak them at talkingrealmoney.com please tell people about the podcast because we want more people to listen we really do and you're the one who can really help make that happen also if you like what you hear leave a review at apple podcast thank you for listening That's Tom Cock, I'm Don McDonald, and we just sit around here talking real money.
0: Talking real money.